Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is episode number 12 of the Midlife Crisis Podcast. I'm the host, Jim Whalen. Um, I filmed a couple of these back to back. It's not like I'm dirty. I, I just keep the same clothes on. So just to let everybody know, um, I'm here in uh, still in Chops, Chops Ford studio with Dave Sturchio. Uh, Help me out here, making me look good, making me sound good. Uh, follow Chop Sports on all your social media platforms. Also, you can follow me on uh, Facebook at Midlife Crisis and also on X and Instagram at Whalebones, Whalebones with a Z. Also, uh, if you're looking to advertise, uh, if you like if you like the content, feel free to contact me through the social media platforms or you can also email me at njhoops at hotmail.com, njhoops at hotmail.com if you're interested in advertising uh, this episode or any future episodes. Um, thanks for Paul Blake Smith to talk about UFOs. Now it's back to sports and back to basketball. I thought it was a nice, uh, segue. So, um, my next guest is, a, was a mentor for me back when I was younger. Uh, I used to write, uh, stories about Union County basketball, Union County sports stories, kind of plant the seed onto where we are now in, in my life, lay the foundation. Uh, I would send them articles to a local paper. I found, uh, I found my next guest. He had a, has a website called uh, Sideline Chatter, and he also has a X handle at Chattermeister uh, that, uh, on X. Um, he, he's known as the godfather of Essex County sports. He's been covering since 1980s. Um, like I said, great guy, knows Essex County sports. It's my uh, pleasure to introduce you to you, Steve Tober from sidelandchatter.com and also if you could follow him on Chattermeister on X. Great guy and a lot of SS County sports knowledge. Yeah, well thanks for uh thanks for coming on. I, I I owe a lot to you just as far as I think that you probably planted the seed for uh for this whole podcast and thing. So uh mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you uh you know allow me to put or be a contributor to the sideline chatter still have it on my uh ex twitter account so that i'm uh so but i i appreciate i appreciate the time so uh but uh i know you i know you've been called the godfather ss county uh, <laughs> uh sports so but uh but steve thanks thanks for your time and i appreciate your mentorship throughout the years and you know uh you know uh and always when i have these cockamamie ideas uh you know just kind of reining me in so i i appreciate it so uh, how's how's the website doing, and how's the you know uh, how's everything doing with the sideline chatter? Very good. Uh, we have a lot of avid readers. We've been online uh, since 2004, so it's gone 20 years. And, okay. Uh, before that, was been in print since 1980, and uh, so the the name's been out there in a, different television, cable outlets, and radio opportunities through the years. Uh, but we have some faithful followers, readers, and uh, covering the North Jersey scene, uh, focusing a lot on Essex County and a little bit on Union County and occasionally Morris and Passaic, yeah. but uh, predominantly Essex. Yeah, and then uh, how did you get started in the business? I know we, we, we kind of had like, uh, uh, you know, I would give you something, we would talk, and that was it, but I, we didn't really get too much in your history. How did you get started, and how did you start the website? Uh well, the website, uh, well, let me first start off where I started actually back in high school at West Essex Regional High School in North Caldwell. I was an athlete myself, and I got involved with writing about sub-varsity sports as a freshman in high school for the Caldwell Progress, which is now the Progress, yeah. and uh, covers Roseland, Fairfield, Essex Fells, North Caldwell. wrote for some really nice guys. Uh, Bart Giblin was a sports editor there for many years. Yeah, and then, uh, 
I did some stringing with the uh, Dwarfs Feature Service, even in high school and then after college uh, uh, from, the, from the journalistic standpoint in print, covering uh, high school events or town meetings and whatnot. Uh, before I went full-time, actually first with the uh, Suburban Publishing and Union uh, when I graduated from Lehigh University. Okay. I'd already been doing a lot of radio work and other PR work before that. That was a union leader, Linden leader. And then six months after that, I landed at the Montclair Times where I was full-time for 17 years and been doing a column for the last, oh gosh, almost 17, 18 years yeah. doing a column. So uh, it's uh, it's been a progression. A lot of radio work, uh, cable TV, suburban cable, Comcast, TKR, with the late, great Lou Brogno. Wow. Uh, Sabbath's Cable in Dover, which became Cable Vision. Yeah. Uh, WMT, WMTR Radio in Morristown, WGHT with John Fass and Kevin Burkhart before him in uh, Pompton Lakes. Yeah. And uh, so it's been a lot. And producing programs, um, even Caucus, New Jersey with Steve Adubato, I did some topical programs on recruiting in high schools, steroid use, uh, uh, and non sports items. Uh, a gubernatorial race between Florio and Corder, uh, going back, I think that was about 1989 in that area. Yeah. And uh, a few other sort of volunteerism in New Jersey with Lenny Coleman when Lenny was uh, working in the community and um, former president of the National League, was a good friend from Montclair. So yeah. it's been an interesting, uh, interesting career. Do you, I mean, do you feel like if you're a young guy, or a girl coming out now, is it, can it be um, prosperous? Or, I mean, I know you, you probably did it. You never really did it for the money. You always did it for, for the love, love of the, uh, of, you know, but like, can somebody have a successful career? Cause I know like the print media kind of went away. You started the, um, the website, which gets a lot of trash traction, but do you feel like, uh, you know, it's something with social media and everything else that, you know, so it, it can be something or it's just like something. Yeah. I think, um, on, online, obviously, uh, TV and, uh, is there are opportunities and, and, you know, the way everybody does it now with web podcasts and I mean, there's, there's work out there just finding your niche and yeah. getting the opportunity, but there are opportunities out there, not in print anymore. I mean, sports illustrated is, gone by the wayside pretty much. I don't know if it's official yet. Yeah. I mean, newspapers, Star Ledger stopped publishing Saturdays. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, outside of some New York papers and papers around the country and the big cities, newspapers are pretty much gone by the wayside. Yeah. But um, now there are opportunities for young people out there. All right. Well, let's get to the, uh, you know, nuts and bolts. Uh, I know we talked a little bit. We were texting back and forth. Uh, you know, Dan Hurley won the national championship team, but he kind of reinvented himself at St. Benedict's. He made them a, a national powerhouse and he moved on to Wagner, Rhode Island. And then you, you alluded 20, for the first time in 21 years that they're in the Essex County tournament. I guess they're in the quarterfinals now. Um, you know, what was the move there? And like, what, what kind of, what kind of sideline chatter did you get about them coming back into uh, not going to prep status, but going in, into regular. Uh, well, there's, there's been, they've been talking for a couple of years about, playing more North Jersey publics and uh, NJSAA schools. They had dropped out of the NJSAA back in uh, 
1990 with a, mainly concerning their soccer team because the soccer team has been a national program for years now. They've yeah. been ranked number one in the country and they've had an international dorm there for a number of years. Or, yeah. And they're great um, cross-country runners from Africa and yeah. basketball players. And they decided to, they're going to go back to the NGSAA, which they re-entered in this calendar year and abide by the NGSAA regulations. And uh, uh, so they... How they're going to how they're going to deal with students either living in a dorm or whatever. I don't know how that's going to tie in if that's going to be closed down or whatever. But um, they're abiding by the rules. The Super Essex Conference just let them back in, uh, although they won't be in soccer. I'm told for 24 because the schedule's already out. But they're in the Essex County tournament and they'll be in the uh, basketball SEC Super Essex Conference next winter. They're, yeah. uh, and they're a high caliber team and they've been playing the Blairs and the Huns and the Lawrencevilles and those yeah. programs for years. And a uh, high level team, I was saying, I think, with their number five in the state, I think, according to NJ.com. Yeah. And, and, and so it's them and Immaculate Arts, Newark Arts, which uh, is a magnet school in Newark, which has done very well the last few years. I think they're going to be a group two title contender along with Camden. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we get an Arts Camden final. It's very possible. And they got thrown uh, out last year. They got thrown out of the... Yeah, uh, they, they got in a fracas with uh, one of your old stomping grounds, yeah. the Roselle Catholic. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which I think we might have been overblown at the time what actually happened. But enough. when your kids go on the court and you get more than three ejections, you're out of the state tournament. Yeah. And that's what happened. And it wasn't really a, a brawl yeah. or anything. It was a pushing yeah. and shoving. But anyway, they, they made a yeah. mistake getting off the bench. But they're back in. Prophet Cates has got a nice team there. Some really good height. And talent, and uh, they're going to be a threat. But Benedict's getting back to them. Uh, I'd be surprised if they're not in the final. And I think it'll be them in Immaculate. Okay. Uh, Immaculate Conception, Jimmy Salmon's team, which has you know risen on the scene in the last seven, eight years. Yeah. And they never broken through. You know, in those big games and non-public B, they've been in. Yeah. When uh, Gill was very good, uh, Gill's dropped off a little bit, but yeah. they beat Immaculate. Yeah. Uh, one time when Immaculate had a very good team. I remember you went to the Roswell Catholic uh, Immaculate team, uh, and that's when Nas Reed, I think, was, uh, and he said, that he, like, and Roswell Catholic, you thought, like, that was going to be a competitive game, and Roswell Catholic kind of blew their Ro- doors Blew them out. And then, like, you, you're like, I didn't realize Roswell Catholic was that good. But, I mean, Simon, you know, he had the players, AAU. I think he also uh, uh, mentored Tim Thomas when I'm going to Phil Noah, who's, who's, the, who's the Paramus Catholic coach. Now, did they score off this year, Immaculate? Uh, Immaculate. No, they yeah. uh, they've not played, and the Primus Catholic's not had a very good year. Yeah, uh, I might take him some time up there. You know, Jimmy Cavallo, yeah. former broadcast colleague, the athletic yes. director there now, and he's doing yeah, a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, I did see uh, that. <laughs> it's, it takes a while. He's a, nobody has better personality than Jimmy. Yeah, worked with him at Cablevision and uh, on some MSG work with uh, Mike Quick uh, back in the day. Yeah, but um, uh, Salmon has another good team, but his best player, T.J. Robinson, who committed to Louisville. He's been out all season after, I believe, he had an arthroscopic knee surgery before the season. And whether he's coming back or not, I, I heard he might not come back. I don't know if it's Louisville's talking there or whatever, but uh, they were talking about him coming back the end of this end of January, and we're heading to February tomorrow as we speak. So I don't know if he'll return, but they have Cole Granderson, who's about a 6'6 sophomore, very good big man. Uh, uh, Jaron Barnett, another sophomore, and they have a uh, Miles Blakely, a transfer from Summit, who's okay. done very well. Uh, 
they've got the talent. I, I don't I don't think they can crack through to the you know, the actual top spot, but uh, I, I'd be surprised if it's not them and Benedict's yeah. on the seventeenth in the final at the Essex County College in Newark. What happened with uh, Seton Hall Prep? I know uh, Coach Bob Farrell retired. He, he was like, a, they were always in the mix. But uh, I know academically, you know, the, the priest in charge there, you know, he doesn't waver on academic. If you can't get in academically, you're not going to get in. But, like, what happened with Seton Hall Prep? And, and you know, they're. I know, I know they get players, but, uh, you know, it just seemed like, uh, you know, they just haven't really kind of crossed, crossed over after Farrell. No. And, and I think he just got some – he got, he got, uh, yeah, he got the Morgan Wooten Award, yeah. uh, National uh, Basketball Hall of Fame up in Springfield, Massachusetts. I mean, Bob Hurley has gotten that, and okay. of course, the great Morgan Wooten from DeMatha. His uh, Morgan's son, I think, presented the award to Bobby. Mm-hmm. Bobby retired in 2011. Okay. Uh, almost 800 victories. Uh, and Kevin great. Williams, his longtime assistant, took over. They've yeah. had some very good teams in Essex County. And the non-publics, they haven't really gone that far. As you say, they've had the Gibbs brothers who were very good. Uh, T.J. Gibbs played at Notre Dame, Ashton mm-hmm. Gibbs at Pitt, Sterling Gibbs who played at UConn and Maryland yeah. and uh, Texas. He was at three schools, actually, finished at UConn. Yeah. They had some, they've had some talent and some other good players, but uh, they just haven't cracked that, that upper echelon that uh, Don Bosco is at now, obviously, with yeah. Harper and that crew. And Bergen Catholics had some great teams, even um, – uh, Elliot Cadeau's uh, way to Bergen for like one year. They went out to Link, Missouri. He's now in North Carolina. I mean, they haven't had that kind of talent yeah. at Seton Hall, the elite, elite, you know, major yeah. college talent. I think they had uh, Abdul Rahim uh, son there, and then I think he transferred. Uh, and then I think his his dad's coaching somewhere. I think it was South Florida somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's at uh, Georgia uh, doing well. Jibril uh, uh, and. Uh, yeah, he was a good player, but uh, he also did a year at Blair. He left the uh, small yeah. prep in his final year at Blair. Yeah. yeah, he would be the closest. I guess he's doing pretty well at Georgia now, but he'd start out of Virginia and transfer to Georgia. Uh, but, yeah, that would be the type of player, uh, son of an NBA guy. Yeah. But uh, it just hasn't clicked totally. K-Will, I, I, Kevin Williams, a nickname K-Will, great guy. I think he runs a nice program. Uh, this year, they're particularly – in a reloading mode because they graduated everybody off the Essex County championship team last year. And uh, they've struggled. And I saw them against Columbia in a first round game last Saturday. They played very well in the second half and uh, with a one, two, two zone. And uh, they could, they could give East Orange a run uh, in the quarterfinals. They played uh, one very close game, went to overtime and then lost the second game against East Orange. Who's had a good year. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's not; they're not the level of, of the Boscos or the Hudson Catholics or those type of teams now that were in St. Peter's Prep. Was one yeah. of their rivals who's having a great year this year. Yeah, uh, St. Peter's Prep. Uh, I have a friend, one of my close friends, is a, is a very dedicated alumni of, of the Marauders, and, and he's been to see. And they've had they have great guards, and they're going to be a challenger, obviously, with with, with Don Bosco and, and on public A. Yeah. Uh, who, who's your coach now at, at St. Peter's? Who's it? Uh, Marie, uh, Alex Mar- Maribel. Maribel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he played. A nice for young man. I think, I nice think he young man. He might have played for Hurley, I think, at St. Anthony's. I'm not sure if he did, but he uh, he's a really nice guy, and he's done a mm-hmm. great job there. I mean, because they had Mark Armstrong a couple of years ago, is now yeah. Villanova. Yes, that's yeah. really good players. They have the kid Rosa now, and a couple other guards that are very good. 
yeah. that's a great place. I, I don't know if you have you ever been there to a game there. The, they call the barn. Yeah, it's I mean, a place. My, my my son applied there. I guess a couple. Yeah, but it's just like I mean, we were on taking the train. It just it's a great yeah. great school. They offer a lot of variety and uh, you know Jesuit education. You know that you know they they have a, a pipeline at a lot of Jesuit schools. So it's a great school, but it just wasn't for him. So it's, it's one uh, of the great atmospheres for high school basketball. There. It's funny. I was there the weekend that COVID broke out in March of 20. I was at a Seton Hall prep, St. Peter's prep game at the barn. Mark Armstrong, it was a sophomore that year. And uh, the place was so packed. Uh, uh, Rich Hansen, the, the athletic director, former football coach yeah, yeah. at St. Peter's prep was trying to keep order in the gym. It was, and uh, it was quite the scene. And then about two days later, there were, people were announcing about COVID. And yeah. by that Thursday, you had some sectional finals played, but the state semifinals were canceled. Luckily, yeah. that's now four years ago, but yeah, it doesn't I, seem I, that long ago. Yeah, I can't believe that, though. But uh, but you also mentioned about Newark. I mean, Newark, uh, you had East Side, you know, Central was, you know, Jason Williams had that uh, uh, you know, document, five point documentary on YouTube, which was, which was, uh, which was great. Sean McRae. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, but you said like a lot of these charter schools are popping up in Newark. And then, like, I guess, can they get, players outside the city or are they are they just get Newark students no, or they're, they're, all of well uh no they're they're all you can in Newark the magnet schools Newark Tech Arts uh University or not well Newark Tech can get kids from out of town yeah a lot most of 99 percent are from in city yeah. the charters I'm not sure if they're getting many any kids from outside the city for the charters they might be yeah, the charters have taken over this year. It's a called a Kip Academy school, North Collegiate, another team to watch yeah. in Group Two. Yeah, I saw them last March against Caldwell, which had one of their great teams. It was a yes. tremendous game, and Collegiate almost beat them, but they lost by two in a sectional semifinal. And they had the most most of that team back, and they've had a great year. They're playing Benedicts this Saturday in the quarterfinals of the county tournament. Uh, but that team has taken some talent. But the, the traditional schools, like you mentioned, East Side and Central, they're just not getting the players anymore uh, yeah. in depth. And it's been tough. And, and, of course, East Side in 2014, not that long ago, was in the tournament champions final against Carl Towns and St. Joe's Metuchen. Yeah. And gave them a hell of a game. I think they had to lose it by a deuce. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Tavares and Brian Garvin, his co-coach, retired after last year. And they're struggling mightily this year. But, again, they don't have the talent depth. They've had a couple of yeah. guys transferred. Yeah. With the open enrollment in Newark, you have kids transferring back and forth at different schools. University yeah. got one, a player from I think East Side. Guys are moving, you know, they move around a bit. And they talk about East Side, the lineage too. I mean, the great players are coming out of East Side. Randy Foy played at uh, Villanova, played played uh, a couple of years in the NBA. So I mean, you had you had a lot a lot of talent come come through East Side. Shabazz was another one. You know, you had uh, Eric Williams. Uh, I think you had Anthony Avent. You know, going back with them, and they, they, they were they were. Uh, you know, they even on the girls' side, they had uh, they had uh, they were always a powerhouse. Yeah, Shabazz had a great girls' team like 10, 15 years ago uh, under Vanessa uh, Watson and her teams. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so many Newark legends that are out there. Uh, Al Adels, if you want to go way back, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, I, sure. Yeah. The uh, he's a South Side guy. I mean, there's guys. Uh, there's so many guys for the Ron Cornegay, who was the athletic director of Monmouth. Uh, university for many years, another great player from Newark. I mean, I could go on and on with the players from Newark. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah, Newark, and yeah, 
Newark basketball is probably the, the best in the state. Just like, but you know, he, like, yeah, much like I guess any other you know, college sports, like these kids are are moving for the best opportunity, and yeah. you know, it's just like you know they they're not not playing with you know the neighborhood anymore. They're playing where wherever they can get the best opportunity. So I mean, you can we can debate that till the cows come home. So. Yeah, well, like the name, as you know, with the name, image, likeness, nil. Yeah, kids are now staying in college longer too for the money they can make. I mean, I, I. I I mean, uh, I think Bakett from North Carolina made maybe three quarters of a million dollars in endorsements last year, and he stayed for a fifth <laughs> year. Yeah. Uh, so. I wanted to Bakett. I mean, and there's many players like that. And all yeah. the credit to them, they deserve a, yeah. a the cow and uh, uh, the proceeds in college, and they're finally getting some. And it seems yeah. like it's one of it. But then you add in, the, the obviously, the, the portal post-COVID with kids now uh, I mean, a team like North Carolina, which I follow quite closely, they had like they only had like four players come back from last year. Yeah, seven yeah. new players, and, and there's so many schools like that. Like Penn State, when their coach went to Notre Dame, they lost the entire team. Yeah, and it's a whole different ball game, and it, also for kids going to college, a lot of them have to sit out now with kids playing a fifth year, and it, it's not just basketball; obviously, it's football too, and uh, it's just less opportunities for incoming freshmen at this moment. Yeah, and then uh, best shot. I, I wrote that down. That was the uh, documentary Nork Nork Central. That's a that's a good that's a good. It's on YouTube, but it was that Jason uh, uh, Jason Williams. He played at St. Joe's Touching with the Duke. But uh, uh, just getting back, looking past the Essex County. Who do you see? What teams you see coming out of Essex County, kind of making a run on come state time? Well, I think we mentioned Arts before. I think Arts yeah. definitely is going to be in the mix in Group Two. It, they have great size. They've got a couple of six sevens. They got the six sixes. I mean, they got the the height. It's where their guards are going to produce in the crunch games. Uh, uh, I don't know if Newark Tech and Group One. They were in the Newark Group One final last year. They lost uh, Tyshawn Boyd, who transferred to Orange before the season. They have the Bragg brothers back, but I don't know if they're going to make a run in Group One or not. I'm not sure the overall strength of that group. Uh, Group three and four, I mean, can East Orange make a run? I, I, East Orange can definitely win their section, which is a very competitive section, North one, group four, with the Patterson East sides and the uh, Cliftons and the Ridge, Ridgewood. Is, has, Ridgewood's a very underrated program, which has yeah. really nice teams in the last several years. East Orange could make a run in group four. It's possible. Uh, obviously, Immaculate and non-public B, they should be in the mix. Now, whether they get past the sectional semi or – We'll see. I, I don't know. We'll see how that goes without if T.J. Robinson does not return. Uh, group two, I don't think there's uh, – you, you have arts, but group three, I don't know if there's really anybody there to watch. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Caldwell won the section last year in group two, which was unprecedented. They had a two-year run there, which was just terrific, but that whole group has graduated. And uh, Mike Fest does a great job with them, but they don't have the quite the talent level they had with a certain core group with a couple of those guys playing in college now at the D3 level. Uh, but I, I would I would say probably Arts has the best shot of making it to Rutgers for a final. Or um, actually, they're playing a couple of the fi- group finals down at uh, Barnabas Center down at Tom's River, too. Yeah. I think it's two and four at Rutgers and one and three, I think, are at uh, Barnabas, which is unprecedented this year. I don't know if you know it, Jim, but this year they're going to have girl-boy quadruple headers with – Group two, two and four, boy, girl and boys at Rutgers on a, on a, on I believe a Saturday and a Sunday at Barnabas at Tom's River North with girl boys and one and three, which they've they've never done before that I remember. 
Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that. Unfortunately, you know, I haven't really been following it uh, that closely anymore as far as like that. that, that and, and also, you know, I'm a graduate of Roseville Catholic. They're kind of in a rebuilding year with uh, Todd Decker, but I think that, you know, he'll – they got a young young team, so hopefully that they will start turning it around. So, but they uh, they, they hammered immaculate. They yeah, beat immaculate well, they, this year. Yeah, they, they, they lost schedule. Yeah, they lost to they lost to Benedict's uh, opening up, but then uh, you know, but you know, Decker has has uh, uh, Coach Decker has uh, you know good nucleus to work with. So, but uh, um, you know, so we, we, only time will tell. But uh, I mean, it looks like Bosco with. With Harper and, and kudos to yeah. Rutgers getting getting him to stay in in New Jersey, not going elsewhere. I mean that, that's a, that's a big get for Peichel down at, down at Rutgers. So absolutely, yeah. I think Peichel I think is an excellent coach, and he's Brandon Knight does a lot of his recruiting former yeah. Seton Hall prep and Pitt player. Yeah. He's a great recruiter for him, and obviously that's the story. I mean, if you're, if you're recruiting is is the name of the game, and yeah. uh, Rutgers uh, with a great player from Georgia, they got two. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then and, and recruiting class, they had great recruiting class coming. Yeah, and it's a great yeah. atmosphere to uh, go see a game. I went to Nebraska game, uh, well, and you know it was a great atmosphere uh, for a game. So it's just uh, you know talk about the barn, St. Peter's Prep. That's you know the Jersey Mike Arena. It's a great atmosphere to, to see a game. Now we, we were texting back and forth. You also mentioned football. You, you know, you're you're Montclair. You're uh, the one player is transferred from Montclair down to. Uh, down to Homestead, Florida. Homestead, that, Florida, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, the grandson of the great Aubrey Lewis, who was voted one of the great players of the 20th century by the Star-Ledger, was a running back at Montclair in the 1950s, ran track at Notre Dame, and yeah. would have been an Olympian except for a knee injury, and a great, just great man, great businessman. Yeah. His grandson, Malachi, and they call him Bubba Lewis, what yeah. a great year at Montclair this past fall in his only season there. He had started his career at Morris... Actually, freshman of Montclair, started at Morris Catholic as a sophomore, came back to his hometown last year as a junior, had a great season, passed for over 2,000 yards, led him to the section final in North 1 Group 5 against Passaic Tech and ha- had a lead on Passaic Tech in the for- going in the fourth quarter, could have easily won the game. Uh, but Lewis, uh, he and his father decided to uh, transfer for the senior year to Homestead, Florida, thinking the recruiting might be better on the college level down there for him. Yeah, uh, being in Florida, obviously one of the top two or three states in the country for high school football, and they have spring football there too, which is a big thing. Yeah, well, you can't beat yeah. the. I mean, the weather down there, but I mean, Homestead, no. Florida is 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 uh, that's Dade, another Dade County, which is one of the yeah. top counties yeah. in the country in high school yeah, football for, for, for football. So, wait, does he have any offers uh, on the table? He didn't have any offers on the table. I was, I was told by uh, Jermaine Johnson, his Montclair coach, that Penn State had, 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 had talked to him, but. I think it was just preliminary, yeah. uh, but I think he would have gotten a, a D one offer up here if he if he was going to stay. But they made the decision; they just think the offers would be better. And again, the fathers, when I spoke to him for a story I did on sideline chat, he spoke about uh, with a portal for the, all these fifth year quarterbacks. It's a very difficult spot for high school quarterbacks coming out because there's so many guys playing, and some guys even playing a sixth year, depending yeah. on how they redshirted or whatever. Yeah. And granted, the fifth year with COVID or whatever. So he just felt the opportunities weren't here for him. I don't know if he had, was impatient, some people think, but they made the decision to pull him out. I feel bad because his teammates, they were going to have a very good team next year. They have a lot coming back. Yeah. Now without a quarterback, it changes changes a lot of the dynamics for Montclair. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, just 
overall encapsulating Estes County, like what was your most memorable team coming out of Estes County? Like, I know you've been covering a lot of years, but like what, what comes to mind as far as, you know, in, in any sport, what, what, what was your most, uh, um, you know, memorable uh, team that you'd say football, basketball, or, you know, boys, girls? Mm -hmm. uh, one of them has to be the 1990 Montclair team that played uh, Randolph in that famous game. That team uh, should have won that game, but regardless, that was a great team coming out and, you know, relatively modern, I mean, modern times, it's over 30 years ago, but it was, uh, <laughs> uh, that was certainly one in football, basketball, Oh, gosh, uh, Bob Lester's East Orange team in 74-75, which beat a great Essex Catholic team, which had basically four Division I college players on an Essex Catholic that year. And one of the great games I've ever seen at uh, Seton Hall University, uh, East Orange won 90-85. And that East Orange team, although not with the Division I college staples, had great players like Cleveland Eugene and Michael Booker and uh, beat Essex Catholic. And Lester had a great run. Lester, one of the great coaches, in Essex County, and uh, his teams at East Orange. And at Mont he had some good teams at Montclair, too. There were a couple went to a state final. Group four lost to Camden in 1982 and 86. Yeah. And uh, those are some of the teams I saw that, you know, stood out. Um, I mean, you can go I mean, you can go back to uh, some of the great Weequahic teams, which I didn't see in the 19 late 60s with Les Fine at uh, Weequahic with Dennis Moe Layton some of those great players, yeah. which are considered some of the greatest high school basketball teams of all time. And, uh, uh, and I think in football, there's, there've been some great teams like Caldwell West Essex on a lower level that yeah. have been very good, good teams yeah. through the years. Yeah. Um, Even but, Verona, uh, I know you, you cut co your cover. Verona, Verona, had a, yeah. Verona had a nice yeah. run. They had a great, they had a, a North Regional Championship team in 19 under Kevin Batty. Uh, Kale Zabrowski at that time was a mm. sophomore quarterback. And uh, the team they had back in, uh, when they won uh, a sectional championship in 2008 with Carlo Calabrese, who played at Notre Dame, Chris Looney, who played at Colgate. Yeah, Verona's had some really nice teams. They have a new coach, Amon Singh, mm. came in from Glen Ridge after – he led Glen Ridge to their first playoff win in 41 years last oh, wow. fall, <laughs> winning now Waldwick. Yeah. Uh, and he's now the Verona coach. So it's be interesting to see. Verona is a very enthused football town. They always have been. So it's interesting to see Amon Singh, who's a Montclair mm -hmm. guy, but has done a nice job at Glen Ridge and had been an assistant actually at Don Bosco and St. Joe's before that. So he's, he's paid his dues and see how he does at Verona. If they did not hire rehire Kevin Batty, who I thought did an excellent job, but it's tough at a group as you know as a group two group ones, when the cover's bare, you're not getting kids from other communities. It can be yeah. you have to reload sometimes. It happens to the Veronas, the Caldwells. Hasn't happened much to Cedar Grove. Rob yeah. Gogarty took over for Ed Sadlock. Oh gosh, now about seven eight years ago, uh, he's kept it going. I don't know. Cedar Grove has not had many down here, so they're yeah. group one power. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're in it every year, but like uh, every year, do you find like a lot of the suburban Essex County kids go to the publics, like uh, go to the, the Boscos, the the Pauls, or you know, uh, do, you, do you find like that's more of a trend now uh, than, than uh, it has been? I think it was it had been a trend. I think even 10, 15 years ago, but it's still there. But I mean, you know, like the Tommy DeVitos from Cedar Grove who went to Bosco, <laughs> yeah. the Giants quarterback, I mean, he's yeah, an yeah. example. Uh, 
Oh, there's been many. I mean, guys like Carlo Calabrese who could have gone to Bergen Catholic or somebody stayed in Verona. Yeah. Uh, the linebacker went to Notre Dame for the 2008 state champs. Uh, it's still happening. I mean, the guys, Seton Hall Prep gets the benefit of uh, Montclair, like West Orange guys that come in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe not elite elite, but Bergen Catholic will get it. Del Barton has had a uh, great <clears throat> running back from West Caldwell. Uh, and they had a quarterback, Zabrowski, from Verona this year. Yeah. A great, very Del Barton team that, you know, gave Bosco a very good run. Yeah. For Bergen. Bergen. Yeah, Bergen, yeah. But, yeah. yeah Bergen at the, the, at the MetLife Stadium. Uh, Trafford. Rod Trafford was Rod yeah. Trafford was running back from West Cole. I mean, so even Del Barton's getting kids from Essex County yeah, they're, right they're now. From all, from, from all around wrestling, too. Yeah. Like they're, yes, they're, they get a lot they, of Summit kids. They get yeah. a lot of uh, Mendham yeah. kids. Yeah, I mean, some, Summit and Chatham actually had a merge, which I thought was uh, crazy. Summit was uh, – they were always um, – a, a mainstay on the, on the wrestling front, but you know, I guess, you know, Del Barton's going to have, I don't know how many kids, eight, nine kids go, go down Atlantic city this year it's, it's for, for wrestling. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's great. And they're, they're good in every sport. So it's just, uh, you know, if you talk there. about towns, summit in union County, West orange and Essex County really get hit hard on, from the private, the parochials, it seems like you're mentioning that like Del Barton for summit, yeah. uh, Seton Hall prep for West orange and, there's been even a couple of kids, like, uh, one or two kids from Roseau Catholic uh, from West Orange through the years. Yeah, yeah, those towns yeah. have been hit hard. Uh, Montclair has had guys. Brandon Costner who played in North Carolina State was from Montclair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. There's, there's been there's, there's been quite a few through the years from the, the the towns, and it's still happening. Maybe not as much as you hear, but uh, I mean, let's face it: in high school basketball now they're the powerhouse teams. And then there's everybody else, and that's just the way it's been that way. But now it's even more so, perhaps. Yeah. And then uh, just to wrap it up, Steve, uh, thanks for your time. I know you're probably out. Sure. You know, but uh, what keeps you going though? Like, you know, you, you still have the yeah, saw the website. You put a lot of a lot of material up there. Highlight a lot of players. I mean, you know, um, you know, like I said, you're the Godfather of SS County uh, uh, sports. Mm-hmm. But what what kind of keeps you going, and what keeps the website uh, going? And well, I think it's just the, meeting the new kids each year and writing about them, uh, getting to know them a little bit. I did this Athlete of the Week segment I've been doing with Parisi Fairfield, one of my uh, sponsors, Parisi Fitness sponsor, uh, with Anthony Pasillo and uh, John Cirillo, the trainer down there at, uh, at Parisi Fairfield. And I do an Athlete of the Week segment getting to meet kids. I just like I just did a story on uh, Nick Janish, a wrestler from West Essex, and his grandfather, Tony Janish, who was a former West Essex coach was my freshman football coach at West West Essex. And so it's those kind of stories that happened a couple of years ago during COVID. I wrote, again, it was a sad story, but I wrote about the life of Angelo Franicola, who unfortunately died of COVID, former athletic director at Nutley and Shabazz and been an official great guy, just Mr. Essex County sports kind of a guy, Angelo Franicola. And just writing about his life and, he, he loved all the restaurants in Essex County. He would tell you where to go yeah. to eat in Nutley and Belleville. But he had the personality. And those kind of people, they keep you going in the, in the Jersey yeah. stories. Jersey's just a great sports state, as you know. It is. And, it uh, is. Uh, I mean, there's so much here. keeps you going. <laughs> so much here. I mean, this is episode 12 of my podcast. I mean, it's just like, you know, there's a lot a lot of stories where, you know, it's just a lot of good basketball, a lot of good sports, you know, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, but, uh, 
just if somebody likes to interview, where, where would they follow you? And I know you're always looking for advertisers. Where can they, yeah. uh, where, where can they find you? On, well, just uh, uh, log on to the sideline chatter.com. And that's uh, S I D E L I N E C H A T T E R. Yeah. And they go to the contact page and just send me an email through there at the contact yeah. page on sidelinechatter.com. You Google sideline chatter, you should come up first. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and there's and other then, people uh, that carry the, the, the name, but uh, yeah. I've been there the longest. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's, it, it, it's, it's great stuff. And, you know, I thank you for, you know, publishing my stuff throughout the years. I mean, I, I, and, you know, stopped probably around 2013 but i had a good run there about you know five oh, six yeah. years i really i really enjoyed it so it just and it kind of just kind of i think i took a little uh i took a little sideline myself when i'm back in the game now so with this yeah thing, this uh, is fun jim yeah. you got a nice nice setup here yeah uh, this is a great this really looks nice yeah so i mean it's down in matawan so it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's not a bad not a bad uh, run, but I think yeah. also if anybody's interested, Chattermeister uh, on X, you always have good. Uh, yeah, good, X. Good, I good, love good. X. Yeah. yeah, so oh, oh, always good. But Steve, thanks for your time. You know, thanks sure. for your, your 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 support all throughout the years and lots of good. Yeah, we got to get together sometime and uh, yeah. just talk yeah. sports. Maybe at the local, uh, who knows? Uh, you don't have Spiritos at Elizabeth anymore, but there's a lot yeah, of places well, they, they're shooting yeah. movies there now. So it's. Uh, <laughs> So there's a lot of good places, but uh, you know, Dunn yeah. Sports Arena is not, you know, is not the venue anymore. It's uh, well, it's actually, probably... it's actually pretty. They fixed it up nice. I was there for the the Cole Ramsey uh, State Semifinal Group Two last year, and it actually, Dunn was looking better than it's looked in a while. And I don't know yeah. how they're not using it much, but it's because Kane yeah. has gotten so much of the activity. Yeah. But it's still not a bad venue. Yeah, but Clickio, uh, you know, uh, he's. You know, you can't count him out either at Elizabeth. Talking about, <laughs> no, he's got another he's another a, good team, another top ten team. Great coach and Fury. Uh, he's a football coach. He's got a nice quarterback there. So uh, yeah, hopefully, they, they, uh, hopefully you see Elizabeth start being on the map. I know. I looked at their schedule. A lot of good games. Uh, they 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 lost a, a three or four points here, but you know he's got if he keeps the talent in Elizabeth, he'll do well. Fury, of course, he was a, yeah, he had a freshman quarterback. They lost so many close games, as you know, last yeah. year it was ridiculous. Yeah. Be- yeah, and my son played for another uh, Romichio, so he was a uh, he's, great he's one of, I, I like Pete. He was yeah. a Montclair for many years. Great guy, yeah. enthusiastic. Oh, great, and 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 he's got a you know like anything else. He he's got a lot of freshmen coming in. If they stay, they'll have something special in four years. So yeah. once again, yeah. if the if the if the if the, uh, the privates don't pick pick a couple of players off, so but he, he's going to do well. The GL hockey's still doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, when my so. son moved out, he was the first one. So yeah, he got he got on the ice. The you know got on ice in the state championship game. So that was a nice that was a nice run. And uh, you know it was uh, coaching change, but you know uh, they got we'll see where see where they go. They lost to Westfield. I don't know. Westfield has always just got their number, so it'll be interesting to see well, in the McGinnis Cup. The Cup yeah. playoffs are coming up. McGinnis Cup yeah. playoffs will be very competitive this year. Yeah, and they shut. I mean, Westfield shut them out for nothing. That 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 was big. They're a very good offensive team. So very good. Chelsea, mm. very good offensive team. But Westfield, you know, they 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 just keep rolling them out there. Summit's down. I don't know where their players are, but they're they're down. Yeah, they they they're, they're a, yeah. a rare down year for them. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, Steve, thanks for. Thanks for the time. And like I said, we'll, 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 I'll definitely keep in touch, but thanks for coming. Yeah, on. we'll maybe do I, this I, again sometime. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, take let care, me know. Jim. Let me know. You got my number, so let me know. Definitely. Take, take care. Thanks Steve. a lot, Jim. Be, be well. Right, I'd like to thank Steve uh, for giving me the opportunities throughout the year. I think that his help and guidance uh, way back when in the 2000s led me to where I was today. Uh, follow him on 
on X at Chattermeister. Looking forward to seeing Essex County. Always great basketball. Arts, see what they do in the, st in the state championship and also see what Jimmy Simon's team does uh, for Montclair Immaculate. It's, it's going to be the best time of the year. Hope you and your family are doing well. Look forward to another episode coming soon. A Midlife Crisis Podcast. This is Jim Whalen. Out. <laughs>